Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks, the only podcast where we geeks drink and discuss our topic of the week. Yep. Whether it's timely or not so timely. Eh. Whether it's saving the planet five things at a time or it's... Just drinking a beer and watching things go to hell. Mostly watching a, <laughs> like, watching things go to hell at this point. True, true, true. Alright, well I'm one of your hosts, Matt. I'm Adam. And before we dive into this week's topic and this week's drinks, folks, we're going to talk about where to find us. You can find, follow, like, subscribe, all that great stuff at Geek Drink Pod mm-hmm. on all social media platforms. Discord, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook... Twitter X, I don't even know what the hell. I think we we just gotta start calling it X. X. Like when do, when do we give up the ghost? I don't know. At this point, maybe read articles like someone said on X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, and then, I don't know. <laughs> it um, gets a little weird. We're also on Orange Suspenders White Shirts dot Nipple Net. Sorry, dot Nipple Net. Dot Nipple Net. <laughs> Blue <laughs> Opera Singers. <laughs> dot. We're on, we are, this will totally give it away, but we're on multipass.org. <laughs> Multipass. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, before we dive into this week's topic, let's talk about our drink of the week. Time to grab your beverage. And join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. All right, folks. This week it was my turn to go to the liquor yeah, store. Yeah, this was this is your yeah. Doing. So I picked up from Loveland Ale Works Apple Pie American Sour Ale, mm. and I got us the big boys. Oh yes, I got us a pint can. Um, so it is a American. It's an apple pie sour ale built with. Uh, brewed with Pilsner, Dextrin, Maltodextrin, uh, cinnamon, brown sugar, green apples. Yeah. Brewed with love, Adam. Brewed with love. Brewed with love. And it is a... Or is it brewed <laughs> That's our next week's yeah. one. Yes. Um, I'm trying to figure out how much alcohol is in it. Um, it does not say. It's around here somewhere, but... Regardless... Um, it is pretty freshly canned. It was canned on September 7th. Oh, lovely. So. Fresh. Fresh. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Ooh, that's... I get the sour. At the end. Yeah, right and It's not overpowering the apple. Yeah, but I get the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I get... The green apple. Yeah. This is... This that's is good. bad. I like it. <laughs> I'll take another one. Yeah, so am I. Ooh. Definitely hits the fall flavors. Yes. All right, folks. Well, <laughs> as we are in fall. Yes. It is November as of this recording. Yep. Which obviously will be November when this comes out. Yep. Um, so before T we... minus X amount of time until yeah. I'm really old. <laughs> oh, really, really old. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> All right, folks. Well, now that we've been uh, properly lubricated and Adam's going to start drowning his sorrows in the can of beer, <laughs> it's time to talk about the topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? All right, folks. And this week we are continuing our topic. We're talking about Cloverfield Paradox. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> but something we have hinted at for... for- 63, 62 episodes. Yeah. We're gonna what are we get at right now? It's like, yeah, it's 63. Yes, this is episode 63. We are finally going to break the seal. Yes. We're going to talk about, if you haven't guessed, I'm sure you've guessed through earlier conversations before we started if, drinking. If you're paying attention. <laughs> we are talking about the 1997 cult classic I mean, it's kind of not a cold classic. It's a classic. I, I, I would classic. say this is, like, awesome. <laughs> like, it's called the 1997 awesome. sci-fi classic, The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element. Um, starring Bruce Willis, Mila Djokovic, Gary Oldman, Chris Tucker, and Ian Holm. I think Chris Tucker's best role, period. Ooh, we would talk about that one. I mean, I guess that we would get into hot takes, but... I'm like, right. Anyway. It's either this or Rush Hour. <laughs> yeah, Rush Hour is up there, and so is Friday. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's a good actor. Well, um, there's crossover. Yes. The president was in Friday. <laughs> yes, he was. Tommy Tiny Lister Jr. Yeah. So, I guess a lot of people in this cast are unfortunately... Not with us anymore. Yeah, um, obviously with uh, Tommy Ian Home. Ian Home. We've got uh, Tommy. Um, unfortunately, I hate to say it's a little jump the gun, but kind of Bruce Willis a little bit. Apparently, he so is no longer verbal. He's no longer verbal. So we're just gonna put this out here. Thoughts, thoughts, prayers. We love you, Bruce Willis. Like, you have given us so much joy in terms of movies. Um, so, it's very hard to see you and, like, to not have you back in movies anymore. But thoughts and prayers go out to his friends and loved ones. So, yeah. Um, you know, and. Another, you know, that was announced this week that he became nonverbal with his dementia. Yeah. Another kind of tragic incident this week was the uh, death of Matthew Perry. Yeah, that's also another one where we're like, to the people, his friends, his loved ones, like, I, I can only say, like, I mean, I don't know if you're a big fan of friends. I was, um, and I loved the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards. Yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, with Matthews Perry's death, he won't be there for you. That's a little <laughs> shitty. You fucker. Real soon. Real soon. <laughs> no, uh, but I still say, like, to his friends and loved ones, we have our thoughts out there for you. Um, I will say to, like, my experience with Matthew Perry, like, he has definitely influenced my life. Like, I, 
I think everyone jokes around like I'm like I think I'm as sarcastic as Chandler. And so thank you for being there and thank you for everything. Um I can't like imagine how hard this is for everyone. Yeah, it's tough. It's really rough. But uh I'll keep my Chandler persona on for the rest of my life um anyway but i think we uh yeah looking at this you have kind of just talking about people who've died since they filmed this i um ian holm Luke perry brian james Mm -hmm. tommy lister uh yeah yes it's john uh neville Mm -hmm. yeah it's most of the cast yeah it's uh but anyway, let's dive into this film. Yeah. Let's, so, let's skip the sentimental bullshit <laughs> and go forward. All right, folks. Well, so yeah. So like we said, it's a great cast. I mean, obviously. Stacked. Stacked. Um, I wouldn't say Gary Oldman's big breakthrough role for American audiences, but man, one of his seminal roles. This is Ooh. what people, a lot of people are known for. Well, and this will go into my... Um, wreck of the week a little bit, but Gary Oldman is a chameleon. Like, completely nails every role. Oh, yeah. Gets into. And, this, and 97 was a big year for him in terms of um, films and being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So you have him here, obviously, playing uh, Emmanuel Zorg. Yeah, um, the corporate stooge, stooge. Well, well the he, corporate head, corporate head of Zorg Cope. Yeah, he's, um, he is Zorg. <laughs> but he also played this year the, ter- the Russian terrorist in Air Force One. Ooh, I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, it came out the same year. Yeah, ninety-seven so. was a good year for Gary Oldman. Um, let's see, what else did he do in ninety-seven? I feel like, like I said this is a big year for him. I don't know. I mean, he's. I'm not getting into my wreck, but he's... This man is a... Like, a perfect chameleon and a perfect actor. Like, Like, Matt, just name me a film you love him in. Let's just go. Uh, easy. Batman Begins. Okay. Harry Potter's. Was he in Batman? Oh. He was James Gordon. Oh, yeah. 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 That is true. I forgot. Uh, let's see. Great is Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oppenheimer's Truman. I have not seen Oppenheimer yet, so don't spoil it, but um, Tinker he, he Taylor. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Here's another great one. He was in Lost in Space, which we've already talked about. We've we have talked of JFK. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's the man. Friends. Yeah, he was in Friends. Yes, yeah. he was. Had a great scene with Joey. So, uh, Plan- did I spit? <laughs> <laughs> Donna Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just he's a great actor. Yeah. So I. Love him and everything he's done. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, let's get back to it. So, Fifth Element. Yeah, so... Luc Besson. What? Luc Besson. Yep. The director, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, Do you think he's, like... Like, talk about his films. Like... So, he... I mean, this I is have his best-known American rack, film, but <laughs> yeah, this is his best-known American film. Yes, um, it's actually debuted in France too. Mm-hmm. Um, Taken, another big-name film he did. Obviously. I think he produced. Did he? I don't know if he directed, but it's like I know he's like produced like things like uh, Unleashed and stuff yeah, like so that. So he, yeah, he he uh, was the producer for. Yeah. So. He's a very well-known filmmaker. And a writer. And a uh, writer. <laughs> District 13. Yep. Uh, Taken 2, Taken 3. Yep. Uh, you've got him directing uh, Lucy. Yep, he directed that one. I didn't think you'd ever seen District 13. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird one. It's, it is a weird one. <laughs> but... Um, so yeah, I directed this one. So this film took in uh, at a ninety million dollar budget, took in two hundred and sixty three point nine million dollars. So yeah, well, obviously, success. look at the cast. Yes. It was it was amazing. And this is nineteen ninety seven, so this is the year before uh, Armageddon for Bruce Willis. Yes, this is really Mila Djokovic's big jump into the scene. Yes, because she also like she didn't really speak English and. This she had her own language, yes. but it shows that she's an actress with range. Um, and yeah, she showed off her nipples, but yeah. it's. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that's what this was, but it's just no. she's a she's an amazing actress. Um, I mean, I yeah, really. I liked... mean, you've got her in this. You've got her in Zoolander. You've got her in the Resident Evil series. Um, you've got her in Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Yeah, you've yeah. got her in uh, the Rookies. Monster Hunter was a very recent one by uh, Paula S. W. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Her husband. Her new hu- current husband. Yep. Uh, I mean, name it. She's she's done a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, she's... She's extremely talented. Um, I mean, not only can she do action, but she can also do kind of the drama stuff. And yeah. like, and like, there are some moments, like especially in this movie, where she's just like pounding on the glass of the like tube. She's speaking this completely unknown language to everyone else, and you just. Feel like you still feel it. Like yeah. you're like I understand you, but I don't understand. Yes. You. Um. So Adam, let me let's talk about the look of this world. Ooh. <laughs> I, I very utilitarian. Utilitarian. When you look at like the apartment that uh, Bruce Willis's character Corbin is living in. It's, yes. You know the bed. Corbin Dallas. <laughs> The bed remakes itself. Um, yes. Everything folds into the apartment. Also, I found it very interesting, kind of a kind of classic look. Like, 
1950s, almost like how his yeah. cab looks. Oh yeah, very it's very retro, very retro style. Yeah, um, that's the term I'm, I'm you've looking got, for. Yeah, you've got that look for like the cab and the cars. Yeah, um, a little bit of the the interior of the house, somewhat the curves and the yeah, and like the, Art Deco, Art Deco. Yeah, and then you've Art got, Deco. I think is uh, where we where we're going. And, and the color pat, pat, palette. I mean, look at, you know, if you look at when they're always talking to the president of Earth, it's a very kind of minty green flavor behind him. Yeah. Very not utilitarian drab colors on the clothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis wears a bright orange tank top most of this with yep. suspenders, and the tank top looks like it was a corduroy sweater at some point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, um, Or has that... I don't know. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, you've got Mila of... Djokovic in her orange suspenders that are like plastic looking, very yes. shiny. Um, um, so yeah, it's just a very bright, shiny look, but a very utilitarian look mix. Yes, so very different from some of the sci-fi stuff yes. we've talked about before. Yeah, <laughs> very different. It, you know, I would say the look of New York when he's driving the cab, had a very Star Wars feel to it. Yeah. I never, thought of, I never thought of that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> what do you think about the uh, the fold-down wall so you could eat dinner next to the very interesting takeout cart? Oh, no, that, that, <laughs> that fits. But, yeah, it's like, pretty much it's like, yeah, you have takeout restaurants that just fly around and do their thing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. It would be nice to have something just pull up. <laughs> so You're fired! <laughs> uh, one of the things that I thought was kind of fun about this was you got a little bit of the backstory mythology to begin the movie. You know, it, t- it starts in 1914 with these... Which kind of adds to the Art Deco. Yeah, and also kind of... Tell me your thoughts on this. The aliens and those giant mechanical suits that kind of waddle in. Mm -hmm. It was almost Stargate-esque when it started. Ooh. They're in the desert in a pyramid and these... Are we going to have to do Stargate? Yes, we won't do anything else after Stargate. We'll do Stargate. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go down a big bad rabbit hole (laughs) anyway but no yeah it kind of felt like sort of some of these aliens like especially those ones i i can't remember what they were called but it kind of felt like uh mondo shawans yeah like and they're meeting a priest of a secret ancient order, which is cool because it ties in the rest of the film. Yeah, but it kind of felt like it's like certain things tie in with like our religions, if that makes sense. It sort of things are like, oh yeah, this this is probably they probably visited here before, and they probably yeah. done all this stuff before. And yeah, I mean, this so what they're doing is they're taking the, these stones, these four stones engraved with the elements on them um, and a sarcophagus, I guess the best way to describe it like with the case. fifth element inside. Mm-hmm. And you're, and at this time you don't know it's a person, you just 
Yeah. Oh, it's, you don't know what this. Tied to the stone, which we don't know anything. It's point. You're watching it fresh. <laughs> uh, so, one of the things that was kind of fun is you know, it fast forwards to the future. It's like the twenty-two mm-hmm. somethings. It's the twenty-third century at this point, and it's time to you know this black living entity of just fire. Like, more like nothingness Yeah, is kind of how I'd describe it. It's like, it's it's the antithesis of life. It's death. It's just emptiness. It's blackness. Um, is coming back. And they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring these things back. And we're gonna prevent it from coming. Yep. And I don't know what I'm talking like Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what was one of the cool things for me in this, in this opening part is, you know, they're coming back to Earth with the stones, and they're going to mm-hmm. try to save, or with the sarcophagus, I should say. Yeah. And the ship gets ambushed by these bad guys. They're called what are they called? Mangalores. 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 And. You know, they sabotage the ship, ship crashes, and the United Earth Defense Force, where they're calling themselves special forces, mm-hmm. um, uncover the remains, and they find this severed metal hand, and like, huh, I wonder what this is, and they end up... <laughs> and they rebuild it. Rebuild using it Using genetic That was cool. Stuff. Um, and, and, Especially and we when you Lilu. get to see her boobs. <laughs> We'll talk about that off air. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it off this, but you um, get to see your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you have Lilu. Um, mm-hmm. And she goes on this adventure to New York City, runs into Mr. Corbin Dallas. Yeah. The traditional, like, sort of, like... Right place at the wrong oh, time. Oh, God, or... yeah. I wonder where you're going with that because they crash his cab into his cab through the yeah. roof, and, and he has like insurance police. issues with it. <laughs> oh no, he's losing his, his point system for yeah. his license. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is would be a shitty, shitty thing to have automated points taken away as it, your car detects you breaking law. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, but... <laughs> it'd be horrible. Um, but you know, you've got as Matt drives to the airport every day. <laughs> <laughs> you've got this. This adventure, I mean, they go on, and, yeah. you know, he tries to pawn her off on the priest, Cornelius, and his his assistant. Cornelius, played by the late, Ian Holm. great Ian Holm, Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Yes. I love him so much. Like, I, I even loved him as Ash in Alien, so... Um, I definitely miss him in the film world. But, yes, so. Ian Holmes, like, the priest character. Who's keeping up with this mythology of what's supposed to happen going forward. And, like, with all these elements and... What's supposed to stop this, like, void... void darkness... From coming... To destroy Earth. Yeah. Um, It's... 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 (laughs) It's... And 
it's just it's just fun because you go on this adventure. The priest is like, "Oh crap, this is the fifth element. I need her." And he tries to kick Corbin out, and Corbin's like, "Wait, this is a beautiful woman. What's going on here?" So he tries to insert himself back into the mix. When you, know, you realize it's actually like he's kind of crucial to yeah. it. <laughs> and then they also, you know, they they rig this contest to make sure he gets on. The space cruise ship, so that way... They oh, can that leave. was the military yeah. that did well, that. Well, I mean, yeah. everyone's conspiring here. Yeah, it's... You've got... <laughs> Corbin is... Just in the wrong place, the wrong time, the entire film. Maybe right place, wrong time. No, wrong, wrong place, place wrong right wrong. time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the government's conspiring, because he's an ex-military, to put him back in action to yeah. meet the diva who's going to sing at this opera, and she's going to give him the stones. You've got... That... That was an amazing scene. Oh yeah. The so there's a concert scene. Um, now there's a lot of rumors that go out there about this. Um, the lady did not actually. No, this is a singer. Her name, it the was singer was a, a Polish, I think, opera singer. Yeah, something like that. But it was people were like, "Oh my gosh, she just did this all, this whole nope. singing thing," and it's like, "No, that didn't happen." But uh, another person did it. But it, very impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, you weren't the musical theater kid <laughs> in high school, right? No. That was <laughs> so, you. That was more me. But it was very impressive to see this uh, lady kind of... Do this vocal range that yes. was like insane. Um, so I think I, at the time we were all like, "She must be an alien." Yeah. It's <laughs> you know, and you've got that scene. You've got um, the whole issue with um, the contest and the radios, the radio station. Um, Chris Tucker. I, I mean, Are we I bringing up Chris Tucker now? Yes. Okay. I think the best part of the film is Chris Tucker. I would agree. <laughs> the man is insanely good. Um, now, do you think Chris Tucker is, like, was this his best role? Mm, I would say probably yes. Okay. I agree. I mean, I like him in Rush Hour a lot, but he just had such a character. All I can say is, yes, I'm proud of you. Come in, come in, my man. <laughs> come in. <laughs> I can't even hit any of the pitches that his voice goes. It's insane. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> so, I, I mean, and Chris Tucker in this role with the hair and the shirt. I mean, or the 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 pantsuit. I, I, the best way you can describe it. <laughs> Come on, Dallas. It is his hair is quaffed and then tubed at the top with a hole in the middle, and it's dyed bleach blonde, and he's wearing. A full pantsuit cheetah outfit, but the collar is down to his nipples, and it's puffed out. I mean, Jesus Christ. Costume design for that, for him alone. Oh. Him alone. Perfect. (laughs) Like, it was 
it was excellent. I like I walk away from this film and I always will remember Chris Tucker. <laughs> it just even like his hair style changes, his clothes change. It's I will always remember him <laughs> because he was hilarious. He was great. It was the performance of a lifetime. Yes. If it, if sci-fi movies had Oscar got Oscar nominations, this should have gotten an Oscar. Come in, come in, my man. <laughs> um. So, talking about you know the feel and the look of this film, spaceships, space cruise ships. Like, what are your thoughts of the spaceship design? To the well, ship? like I think it goes back to the the kind of Art Deco look of stuff it's like things look kind of almost <laughs> like i hate to say it like the titanic <laughs> but things kind of have that sort of look to it yeah um so it looked everything looked great but yet functional oh yeah like uh, that that was my thing so it was just Everything looked fancy, but, <laughs> but had like okay, you could use this. It's not that fancy. No. <laughs> that makes sense, but yeah, so functional and fancy. So, what do you think of the soundtrack? The sound, the score, the Ooh. Um, I don't know who did the soundtrack. Uh, Eric Sierra or Eric Sierra. Eric Sarah. So, well-known for uh, Bulletproof Monk. Um, worked a lot with um, with this director. He's done the Arthur movies, Lucy, The Lady, Renegades. Okay, so um, he's probably French. Right? He, he also did the best score of all time. Which one? GoldenEye. Ooh. GoldenEye was yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I liked it. Yeah. So... Good on him. Like, <laughs> get some work in. Do your I thing. Mean, I mean, he is the GoldenEye film soundtracks. No Nintendo sixty four pause music. GoldenEye music. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> throw in some if we want. <laughs> um. So, looking at this film, Adam, and 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 sci fi in general, do you think this was? what sci-fi should do more often to be more popular with with general public or is this an outlier? What what are your thoughts? Well, I think it... It did a great job of trying to bridge gaps, if you will. Like, does that make sense? Like, trying to be like, hey, we're trying to make this funny. We're trying to make this action-packed. We're trying to do these things um i think it did a great job as a sci-fi film like it had its own lore and universe that we like if you want to dive into it go nuts yeah but if you don't it's great to stand on film. It's, it's, it's just, amazing. You're you can be okay. Like you can watch this movie and be fine with it. So 
I think as a sci-fi film, it did a great job of just being able to drop you in, and you're like, all right. It was quite, I mean, we talked about this before, it was the year for sci-fi, though, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Fifth Element, Contact, mm-hmm. Starship Troopers, uh, Alien, Resurrection, uh, you've got... Adventure Have you Horizon. watched that one? Yes, it's not great. It, it's... it's it's not as bad as the newer ones been coming out, but it's it, it holds its own. Hold on, I mean, let me do this. It's 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 it's. <laughs> um, same year as uh, Flubber, Men in Black, <laughs> Face Off. My old roommate used to do this thing where he like because he'd bump into celebrities all the time, and he'd just shake their hand and be like. I loved you in Flubber. <laughs> and would just walk away. <laughs> and this person would be left like, I wasn't in Flubber. <laughs> but, calls his, calls his uh, agent, was I in Flubber? Is but, that, am I, is that my anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. I just outed you. <laughs> but um, but no, it. I think this was, like, it was a great, time for movies and yeah every there were a lot of sci-fi stuff coming out but i think this was one of the better ones okay um just ultimately what do you think matt i agree i mean it just it hits a lot of the right points for me it's funny yep it's entertaining it's action-packed like it's got what you want agreed (laughs) from a movie all right, Adam. So, before we wrap up on our discussion on the fifth element, it's time to talk about a few things we didn't like. We're going to give our hot takes. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? Oh, sexy. (laughs) So, Adam, what is your hot take for Fifth Element? No, I uh, my hot take is um, is this kind of a perfect formula for a movie? Like, is it? I does it have all? Does it take a place in my hot take? My hot take that it sometimes felt a little rushed. Okay. Um. Well, we can. It just small pieces. Mesh hot takes together, but <laughs> there there are spots where it felt like the pacing was just a little too fast. Okay, um, and there are parts where it needed to feel that fast, like yeah, the opera scene and the fight. Um, I'm like Corbin, but, can you disarm this bomb? And it's just and, him yeah. carrying everyone, like people out. Um, or the scene where. Corbin meets Chris Tucker for the first time. Mm-hmm. And they're just walking in the hallway and they're just going back and forth. That kind of rushed pacing works for me. But some of the pacing, like him finding the the priest, dumping her off in the priest, coming back for her, it was all just like boom, 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 boom. And it's like, I get we're trying to build what's going on in this film and we only have a limited window to do it, but it felt like there could have been maybe some additional scenes or, or added content that could have broken it up and spaced it out just a hair more for me. Okay. Understood. Like, I... 
I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. Like, I'm not going to... I I just... I thought the pacing was great, and... So he is disagreeing, folks. But, <laughs> that's, but that's just it's more fine. on my... Like, I just... Watching the film, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is fun. And I had a good time. <laughs> that That's really where I land on the film. Okay. So that's fair. But... I guess we kind of blended our hot takes together. Um, well, so since we kind of blended our hot takes and that went a little faster than we anticipated, I do want to share with you something very interesting about this film. Mm. So, obviously, it's produced by a French company, Gaumont. Yep. Um, it was released at Cannes that year as the opening film. Or is it Cannes? Cannes. Where I'm, I am an American. You're you're a Mexican American. Yes, true. Yeah, we gotta do a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah, let's let's do Cheech and Chong next week. That'd be great. Um, but so it released it released the music festival. They built this like a temporary theater for it to show it off. Mm. Um, they had fireworks. They had a ballet show. They had a fashion show. They had it makes all a lot of sense with. Luke Besson. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had a lot of... Um, they had fireworks. They had these special tickets. All this stuff. To Opening night for this film at Cannes cost them $3 million. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Dang. That just tells you like how much they were... Sp- I mean... They were really pushing it. Yes. Like, I remember seeing this movie at... Uh, what? Colorado Mills... <laughs> Mills or that one over on Colorado I twenty five. No, like because I was living up in the mountains at that time, so it was like Mills Mall was the yeah. closest one for me. But no, I like yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I could tell they were definitely like at, yeah. at this point they're definitely pushing it. <laughs> yes. Um. So I guess we'll, we'll back up a hair. Does the CG hold up today? Ooh. You know I'm not a big uh, stickler on that. Yeah, I don't think you can be when you're judging a film that's 25 years old. Yeah, so I, I, I say it. It's fine. As long as the story and yeah, characters and all that hold up, I'm, I'm good. But what do you think, Matt? Um, you know, since they use it so sparingly, I mean, mm-hmm. they obviously use it for a lot of space shots and stuff like that. Um, obviously this dark void space ball trash planet, I don't know what it, your best description of it is. Um, but... The void. Yeah. Is... That looks like trash when it was... Just it's just there. evil yeah. is what it's supposed um, to be. But they use a lot of miniatures and a lot of, um, models for mm-hmm. this. You know, they built, uh, miniature skyscrapers in New York and... The small cars, and they flew. They did that that way as well. So I think which, it worked. Which I like. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm always a fan of practical effects, whether it be miniatures or... So I'm looking here. It took So they built a 124th scale, um, several dozen apartment blocks, 25 skyscrapers, 20 feet high. It took 80 workers five months to build that set. Jesus Christ. Yeah, crazy. I hear, I hear you, Gyps. <laughs> we we have a guest host with us. 
Her name is Gypsy, and she is delightful. Yes, yes, you are delightful. <laughs> All right, Adam. Well, this wraps up a little bit of our discussion on Fifth Element. I mean, we could do hours on this film. Yes. Um, but we know you don't want to listen to us talk about Fifth Element for hours. Yeah, that that would get boring. <laughs> so, folks, we're going to dive right in now into our Geek Wreck of the Week. It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? Adam. Oh, oh. oh. whoa. whoa. <laughs> we inceptioned ourselves. Yes. Um, Adam, what is your wreck? Well, I have one not wreck of the week. Modern Warfare 3. I haven't played a Modern Warfare game since they were on the PS4, PS3 versions. Yeah, well, apparently this new one is... Hot garbage? Devoid? Well, it's... Pure evil. No, I wouldn't go that far. But it's apparently the the campaign that's available for pre-order right now is only three to four hours long. And so it's been getting four Negative. out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... What do you understand? If you're going to pay full price for a game, you should get if more than four hours of If you're going to pay $70 for a... For a game, yeah. Pay, like, we need more. Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, my recommendation, if you like this movie, check out The Professional, an earlier Luc Besson movie. It's very good. Natalie Portman, very Natalie young. Portman. All right. But check it out. It's... Well worth the watch. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. What about you, Matt? What do you um, got? So my Wreck of the Week, we talked about it briefly, and I had no idea this was going to be a movie, or a, a, a fourth movie in the franchise. Mm-hmm. It was... Is it... Well, I forgot the name of the movie. It's the new Planet of the Apes movie. Oh! Uh, is it just called Planet of the Apes? Um saw the trailer for it. Yes. looked really good. I don't think any circus is involved in it. Kingdom. Kingdom of, of the Planet, the Planet of, the of the Apes. Apes. Um, yeah, no, it looks great. I mean, if you have not seen the these recent Planet of the Apes movies, they are excellent. Yes. I think we talked about this last when um, I mentioned it when we were doing uh, Cloverfield. Because uh, Matt Reeves directed yes. that and then directed a. Yeah, so anyway, they're excellent films. Like, definitely check them out. They're worth the watch. Um, and I am definitely excited to see where they go from here. So. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because obviously it's generations after. The last film, War for Planet of the Apes, and Caesar's gone, and you have his descendants, and yeah. all these different tribes. And Which looked, is a little sad, because I liked Caesar. I did too. Um, so this one is played by Proximus Caesar, or that's the name of the character, mm-hmm. played by Kevin Durand. So for those of you who have any scene of him, he was Fred Dukes the Blob in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. Uh, he was Little John in the Robin Hood reboot. Um, Gabriel Legion, he was in the Resident Evil Retribution movies. Um, 
Yeah, so he's been in quite a few things we've all seen. Okay. Um, but yeah, I recommend if you haven't seen it, check out the trailer. I mean, I am, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it looks, looks decent. So I'm like, as long as they keep going in the right direction, I'm happy. And I'm glad we're not getting them year after year quick sequels. This is exactly. It's been seven years almost since we've seen the last one. I guess also the same reason where we're like, this next Call of Duty just came out <laughs> another year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm psyched. Yes, it should be good. All right, folks. Well, this wraps up another episode of. Well, you know what? Actually, Adam, I forgot. I had another segment for you. Mm. If we had a remake of Fifth Element, no. Who would be <laughs> your Bruce Willis, your Gary Oldman, and your Mila Djokovic? Those are only three you need to cast. Oh no! Like. I don't even know, Matt. You put me on the spot. <laughs> That's the whole point of that. I would probably maybe say like uh, Tom Hardy as the Bruce Willis character as Corbin. Okay. I can usually see that. Okay, um, maybe like Haley Steinfeld as uh, Mila Jovovich. I okay. don't know. That what I thought you were gonna go with, but okay. Gary Oldman. Could just be played by Gary Oldman because he can True. just he do, it do it again. again. I'm like, I don't, but I, I don't know. I don't know. What about you? What do you got? So I think for the Bruce Willis character, I think Tom Hardy is a good one. Um, I actually that was who I was kind of envisioning in that role as well. Um, for the Gary Oldman type role, I was thinking something along the lines of like a uh, J.K. Simmons. Hmm. Just. I am very disappointed. <laughs> um, and then for the Mila Djokovic, uh, easy enough to see like a Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Um, or um, Florence Pugh. Ooh, she'd be good. Yeah. But that's kind of where I was going with that one. Okay. All right. That, that works. <laughs> and then you can have Zach Braff as Ian Holm. Ooh. <laughs> that actually yeah. be kind of fun. Yeah. Anyway, folks, this wraps up another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Thanks for you guys for listening, but make sure you give us a like, a follow, a subscribe on all of our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Instagram, Facebook, X, Discord, uh, TikTok, uh, white shirts, yellow or green shit. Orange suspenders. <laughs> Orange or, suspenders. It's in me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, at blueblood.net <laughs> and alien opera singer yes alien singles. opera singer no a, a, alien gov. opera singer <laughs> alien opera singers singles dot net dot gov dot gov <laughs> forward slash key drink pod <laughs> I love how we tagged ourselves yes. that. <laughs> well thank you guys very much for joining us we hope you guys have a Great Geek Week. All right. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.
this has been another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. All content, copyright, Geek Drink Pod 2023.